Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio, the Liverpool podcast by Red Men TV. I have got Tom Dutton joining me hey. today. Hi, Tom. Tom's back from holiday. Everyone's like, it's like tagging in and out of the yeah. studio at the moment. I feel like I've, I, I mean, I, I tried to get a tan. My face is just red <laughs> uh, and it's peeling. So, yeah, that's my tan. That was the three hours you spent outdoors in your in your week off. Yeah. Exactly. Sat. Um, yeah, I'm uh, hosting today. My name's Paul Machen. If you don't know, welcome to the show. Uh, Chris Pajak is is back from holiday, and yet he's not. If you want to get a, pod, a podcast with Chris Pajak on, we did the Transfer Latest podcast on the website yesterday. Get involved with that. We'll give you a little clip of that later on. But let's get stuck into the kickoff question. Comes by Daniel17 at uh, underscore Daniel underscore Ellis. If you give three players new kit numbers, who would it be and what number? I mean, this isn't just in life, by the way, because I mean, <laughs> I would go back and stop Zinedine Zidane from taking the number five shirt for Real Madrid because yeah. he basically ruined. He had as much of a damaging effect on the whole squad number thing as Steve Jobs had on society by creating the iPod. I really um, feel like you care more about this than anyone else I've ever <laughs> spoke to ever. Um, I, I mean, I don't get like. You can have any kit number. If it means something to you in my eyes, take it. But I mean, okay, I've got. Give I'm, you an example: the number one hundred and one. Yeah, get it. So you you're fine with someone having the number one hundred and one on Definitely. the back of a football shirt. I would love that. Them. They'd stand out. Uh, I mean, it makes me so angry. I can do it. <laughs> it shouldn't make me so angry, <laughs> but it does. So you know, you you think it's perfectly simple to have like a three number combination yeah. on the back of a football or shirt? Or we just revert back to like whoever's playing on the day. Whatever your position is, you get that shirt. You don't have a shirt number. It's whoever's playing on the I day. Like, I like that because to be fair, and this is where this is this is where I age myself. My first couple of Liverpool kits, like I had nine on my first Liverpool. Kit. That was rush by yeah. and large. But then I, had, I think I had like eight on the back of one, and I had seven, and that was eight was either John Aldridge or Ray Houghton. Oh, and then you'd add seven was largely Peter Beardsley, but it could be you had the possibility of being, you know, if yeah. Kenny would start a game, then obviously Kenny would wear the, the etc. So yeah, I, I, it's weird and it doesn't doesn't help sell shirts. Maybe it's, maybe it would. Maybe people would buy more shirts. They knew they were getting value for money. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you get like three players, and then you'd have to change the letters out every time you wanted to on the match day. You'd be like, oh, Suarez is playing, so I'll put Suarez on. Or I remember Velcro Velcro letters. On yeah, the I mean, yeah, yeah. There we go. I think we've got a market there. I do remember a like. 
getting a um, Peter Beagree on the back of his Everton shirt, and they sold him like two weeks later, and they had to go in and basically rip the letter off the back, and he got a surname put on the back instead. Clever. Always get your own name. Um, okay, let, what's your first shout? So, it's Robertson. He needs to be number three. I completely, 100% agree with this. I mean, 26 was just, I feel, it was just an exercise in getting him into the squad. Yeah. I don't think anyone really, and it also, I think, tells his story that I'm not sure people truly expected him to be Liverpool's first choice no. left-back or whatever. No, absolutely sound with that. 20, yeah, number three, yeah. if anyone's earned that upgrade, it's completely on Because, I mean, Moreno's 18, isn't Ooh. he? And he's not getting the number three. You've, you, your first choice left back. and squad number. Yeah. And mentality probably as well. <laughs> exactly. I, I mean, look, just just give it to him. Give, make him feel like a bigger part of the squad. I know he is. He's earned it. Mm-hmm. But just give him it. And then, so I've kind of, I've done a switch. It's weird. I've made Milner number 23. Okay. Because that number to me is iconic. Okay. And Emre Chan's gone, so it's yep. fine. And that frees up the number seven for Oxley chamberlain that's an interesting... I've done a bit of a switcheroo as well, to be fair. And Milner's at the centre of it because I love James Milner. James, hi. I love you so much. You're so good. You have one of the best seasons I've seen from a Liverpool player. I've had two back-to-back really, really good seasons for Liverpool, to be fair. Um, it's time to give up that number seven shirt, mate. You know, look, have literally take your pick of everything else. What I've done is, James, if, you, if you're willing to partake, <laughs> swap with Sadio Mane. A lot of talk about giving Sadio Mane the 10 shirt. I'm giving Sadio Mane the number seven shirt wow. and I'm keeping the 10 free for our soon-to-be-signed, whoever he may be, exactly. attacking midfielder. I don't mind Sadio Mane having the 19, though. I it's actually... fine, I like. I quite like. They might, because you know, I'm a squad number obsessive. Yeah. He's the number in, eight. In, 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 champ, in champ manager, football manager world, when I've run out of the good numbers, yeah, the yeah. one to elevens. Your next best ones are seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, because yeah, yeah. they're similar to your top, your top numbers anyway. Yeah. I mean, because if you go on number eleven and then you start again, so number twelve is your number one, is your second choice goalkeeper. <laughs> no, 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 no. Then 13, no, thirteen. That's how it works. That, no, I've just no, I've just is your backup goalkeeper. No, I've just made it. It's a thing now. No. So the twelfth man's Anfield. <laughs> Let's retire the number twelve. Yeah, yeah. Just put the cop on the back <laughs> of it. No, thirteen is the back. Is there? If you say, so, goalkeeper numbers go one, thirteen, thirty. But what about tw- where, where does twelve come in? Is, does no one have twelve? Back right back. Okay. Oh, for number. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Again, I just don't care enough. I, I really. <laughs> we're talking. About, Trent. Trent keeps the sixty-six because that's a beast that can get to fuck. Because that, that, no, but look at the state of it. Like, look at those numbers. It's just an embarrassment that we've that we've he's even got the sixty six. It just shows you how many how many random players we've had in the squad. He, he could have had one of the low twenty numbers straight off the bat if we thought he was going to be good. And I get some people stick with it and they think it makes them humble or whatever. Again, Trent, <laughs> <laughs> love you, mate. You're dead sad. You deserve better than sixty six. Don't be do, do, do it. What make one change? Steven Gerrard changed his number. Three times, well, mm. twice technically. You had three numbers at Liverpool. Don't forget that. You're entitled to change it. You don't need to do a Jamie Carragher. Like, you know. But I love the fact that he did that. And, and I mean, I don't like Balotelli, but I love the fact that he kept the 45 for, for yeah. ages. I, I, I like that. I don't know. I really do. No, for me, Trent gets the 23. Because okay, that yeah. is that iconic, yeah, that yeah, is yeah. that iconic shirt. Robbie Fowler, Jamie Carragher, yeah. Trent Alexander-Arnold. That's a good I'm shot. Totally, though. utterly wiping over Emery Chan in that in, in that number. I'm Whatever, sad. he's gone. Who cares? Uh, no, I want Trent in the twenty-three. And then, if he then builds himself up to the point where you know he is a, five years down the line and he wants the number eight shirt, 
So yeah, for them, Absolutely. he deserves it if he keeps the stays there. Sorry. So yeah, they're they the, they're the big ones for me. Um, there's plenty of other little bit. This the thing: someone needs to give Andy Robertson the number three, so we don't end up with another shambolic situation where a centre half takes it again. Yeah, I mean, because I was having a look and. Van Aldem having the number five, I don't I'm like not, that. I'm not, I, that's, but then I was fair, thinking that's another one that I would, I would, I would investigate. I would see if if Dejan Lovren and him want to swap. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, Lovren's got the six, hasn't he? Van Dyke's got the four. Okay, let me just let's just sort this all out now. I'm really sorry if you've got no interest in squad numbers. <laughs> I'm going to drag this out for a few minutes longer. We are going to be talking about Salah potentially quitting Egypt. James Milner weighing in on VAR, and we're going to take in a load of questions, including who you think Liverpool should be signing, etc., etc. Okay, so number one, look, if, if, let's just say it's Carrius for oh, now, until Carrius, yeah. Carrius until he gets sold. Number two, I'm happy for that to be Klein for now because I think he's got it his right to lose it. Yeah. Three should be Andy Robertson. Yeah. Four can stay with Van Dijk, although I'd prefer him to be five. Really? Yeah. Why? Because I think five is just um, is the is the command and centre half's number, and four is your dirty work number. Okay. Or you know six if you have to. They've got they've done the wrong way around. Yeah. At the very least, if you want to do the Hanson route, so four should be Dejan Lovren. Okay. First, shit, hang on. What are yeah, then five's Van Dijk. Five Van Dijk. Six should be Jordan Henderson. Okay. Seven should be. Well, sad, you ch- you should be Sadio yeah. Mane because he's the, he's a, he's a winger. Eight should be. I'm happy for eight to be Naby Keita if that's if if that's the deal. Nine, yeah. fine, Bobby Firmino. Ten should be Nabil Fakir. It should be Phil Coutinho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, eleven, happy for that to be Mohamed Salah, and then sort the rest out. I just let them. Yeah, well, you know, and then, pick and them then out you've got, hat. So twelve, you know, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen is a combination of fullbacks. DMs other midfield other midfielders. Yeah. 17, 18, 19 is your next crop of upcoming attacking talents. Okay. Um <laughs> 20 it's a utility one, you can use that wherever you want. If someone's mad for it, a la la la, and I can keep that as far as I'm concerned. Oh, fair I felt like I was nearly started a la la la. You did, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um Again, 21, these are when you're starting to get into the real dribs and drabs of if you need even more backup fullbacks and centre backs. You're getting into the system where you could sign a world class player and then he's got to take 34? No, because he's going to end, if he's not in the first 11, he's going to end, end up with 17, 18, 19. Or 27, 28, 29. Okay. And then when you get out to the kids, the kids, attacking kids, should be 37, 38, 39. Okay. You know, I think Lee Harley was 37. Fine. Absolutely fine. And you can start doing that. I mean, it's bullshit, but you can start doing that thing Fowler did when he went to Leeds, where it was like two plus seven yeah. is nine. Yeah, well, yeah, you know, yeah. If you really want to stretch it that far, but, you know, I'll take it. I can take it or leave it on that. So there you go. I've fixed Liverpool squad numbers. <laughs> um, if anyone from the club is listening, there you go. Please, please sort that out. I can't, I can't, I can't. I can't have any more of this. Uh, apologies to GD Wijnaldum. and we've been summarily booted out. I know. One to 11. <laughs> it doesn't deserve that, um, but so be it. Right, okay. So, uh, yeah, keep yours covered in the comments below, by the way. I wonder if anyone's even marginally as obsessive over this as I am. Mohamed Salah could quit Egypt. This has been rumbling on for actually months, but it's kicked yeah. up a storm again a few days ago and then actually in the aftermath of his performance yesterday um, as obviously Egypt crashed out of the tournament. There's a few threads to this, isn't there, Tom? It goes back to uh, toward the back end of the season and Egypt, uh, and there was complaints over how Egypt were using Salah's image rights yeah. so without on the permission. plane. So yeah. they, they basically, on the plane, they used a big prominent image of him 
and their sponsor on the plane was WE, whereas his sponsor is Vodafone. Yeah. So obviously Vodafone have just gone, well, no, you've got a contract with us. You can't do that. He can't do that. He signed a contract. They should know that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? His agents, them, them people should know that. You can't do that to him because yeah. that's gonna that that's his pay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you're you're taking that away. Then obviously it's come out. Um, well, it didn't come out before the tournament. It was uh, the Chechnya leader Ramzan Kadyrov. I had to nice. make sure I got the pronunciation right. But he's the Chechnya leader, and he's been accused of loads of stuff, which is just wrong uh, and he didn't like the fact that he got a picture taken with him and he's been used as a propaganda tool yeah. and I agree I, I agree. I think Salah should be able to do what he wants and there's a trend there's a thing on Twitter trending I'm with Salah in, in Egyptian yeah. and it's every it's it's trending in Egypt you know what I mean a lot of people will stand behind him regardless yeah. even though he's the only player in that Egyptian side who's any good this is the thing, yeah, it's, and that is very very true yeah. by the way um, no this is it's, it's telling I think the, the 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 people as it were are very much behind Salah there's a great documentary on the Bullshit YouTube channel which I highly recommend checking out and how he ended up being this sort of uh, not like the push out for change or revolution or whatever but he's been something that people have you know there's been a lot of uh, political problems or whatever in, in Egypt and he's been like this the gleaming ray of sunshine yeah. for people to, to cling on to and whatever so everyone is behind Mo Salah on this and you know you, you, it goes further and you had they had stuff building up to the first game where apparently they invited a load of celebrities and what have you to have, kind of have meet and greet the team and they said the exact way them was they complained about this and the exact way them was if you don't happy with it, you can leave. If you're not happy with it, you can leave the squad. Like imagine if Mo Salah had walked away from that yeah. because that wasn't. And there was there was complaints that apparently like random people were knocking on their bedroom doors in the early hours of the morning before the first game. I mean, talk about. I mean, it's bad enough that Mo Salah's not been fit for this tournament. You know, he's, he's done everything in his power to get himself on the pitch, yeah. and he shouldn't have been. He shouldn't have been on the pitch at all. Let's be honest, because if like, if he didn't have that. I can't see a world where Mo Salah starts against Chester in pre-season no, no if he's not, you know what I mean? Even if he had no World Cup involvement whatsoever, he'd just be he'd just be on holiday. Um, and then, so he's done that. He's doing everything in his power to make sure he's right. And then the Egyptian FA are just like, hey, party, World Cup, woo! Yeah. Everyone's a Mo's room! Yeah. Every- I know Mo Salah! I mean, I'm not suggesting everyone was bladdered because <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure they would have been like, but yeah. you know what I mean? Everyone, let's go and let's go and knock. I know, but let's go and knock on his door. Like he's going, what are you? Just do? leave me alone. We live in the world of marginal gains where footballers get to take like their own pillows from home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not being funny. Did you? If you watched Egypt and and they still haven't won a game in a, in a World Cup finals, and that goal he scored just shows how much class he has yeah. and technique and yeah. just he's the bet one of the best footballers and never mind for Egypt in a World Cup yeah. and it I feel sly on him to be honest because he's getting used yeah. by by um the Chechnya leader by the Egyptian FA and without his consent as well and you've got a it's rumors at this point that he wants to leave but if he does and it's right for him then let him do it we saw it happen with Joe Matip he left as well and yeah. Fans, you don't. You're international. It doesn't matter, to be honest. The yeah. the Egyptian fans, the Egyptian nation, are still going to be behind him. They're still going to watch him play football, and he's still going to be that light. But if he's getting used and he doesn't want to be, 
just leave. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's telling that as well. Uh, I mean, Neil Jones from uh, Gold.com was reporting th- this and he was saying that he didn't turn up. He won Man of the Match in, in the game against Saudi Arabia. He didn't turn up for it to accept his award. And uh, Hector Cooper, the Egyptian boss, basically said, I don't know where he is. So mm. things are not right. You know, he didn't he didn't celebrate his goal. Probably. No. And some of that will be to do with the fact that, you know, I, I just don't think he's... It's not been a good World Cup for him, you know no. what I mean? He's not buzzing off it. He'd rather be scoring a goal that, that, that guarantees them a place in, in the knockout, which yeah. that's kind of been taken away from him, unfortunately. Um, so, you know, maybe not to read too much into it. But look, ultimately, I think as Liverpool fans, we just want Mo Salah as, as happy and healthy as he can possibly be. And it, it's annoying that you see what an amazing fella he is. Exactly. There's a, there's a great picture where someone was like, I got into the lift and Mo Salah was in there. It's a selfie and he's just like, he's just a beautiful, gorgeous man and human being, yeah. isn't he? And I just, I don't want to I don't want to not see Mohamed Salah smiling. I can't wait to sing for him, Paul. Yeah. As soon as he's back and I can sing for him, he's getting his name sung, he's getting his songs, multiple songs sung, because he's appreciated everywhere he goes. And yeah. if he's not appreciated, don't don't be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so linked into the World Cup as well, James Milner is watching the World Cup much like we are. At home, um, and he tweeted. He actually got into a, very, a brief but quite interesting conversation on, on Twitter, and he put out thoughts on VAR. Everyone absolute shambles for me, and then someone had gotten back to him about it, and he, and he replied. I thought this is really interesting. He kind of he nails it. I think he says, if we if we are if we still not getting the correct decision, then why bother at all? Goal line technology. Goal, no goal, quick, easy, correct, and great use of technology. VAR could have two people using it, one on field and one off, who have different opinions. Uh, I mean, look, he's broken character yeah. a little bit here by having some real thoughts and opinions uh, and some interesting ones as well. You know, his, his Twitter account's been going spectacularly, but this is what I this is what I like because I think James Milner, look, really good footballer, clearly a great fella knows his football yeah. we need more of this kind of stuff for me and you know it's not rather than this, you know hearing the same old pundits saying the same old chat or, or whatever I'd be quite interested I'd love to sit down with Milner and have a chat with him about Definitely, this yeah. I totally agree on this I was concerned when goal line technology was coming in because it's technology in sport and you start even though you know you can go down your arguments of football as a tiered thing anyway you know there's a massive difference in Premier League and grassroots yeah. you know there is, it is what it is but I was concerned that you were going to start to have a Really, really sort of ring fence the top level of football. Yeah. That's you're on the path to making it two different sports effectively when you do that. But it's right, it, it's binary, it's a little thing. The the technology is there to 100% say the ball has crossed the line, yeah. it buzzes, the referee buzzes, goes, yeah. goal, sound, yeah. goal, no, no, no problem. That, I agree on yeah. this. It's VAR is being made out like it's this. It's VAR bot two thousand in the room, and it, you know he he's calculating all the possible outcomes and he's determined. It's not. It's just the fucking referee looking at the replays the way that we're looking at the replays exactly. and deciding what he's seen. That penalty decision that Iran got against Portugal was the ball strike. The ball hits his hand, and when you watch it in slow motion, it does hit his hand. Yeah. So if you're looking, if someone said, I think that might be a penalty, and he's gone, okay, well, I'll go and look, and he's going, oh, what I think the referee's doing there is looking for evidence to back up what he's been told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. not looking to to, for, to go, is it or isn't it? He's, he, he's been told to look at it because they think it is, and he's going, I can see what they're saying because I can see it hits the arm, therefore it must be a penalty. And it's all it's doing is empowering yet more refereeing shithousing. And... and- it doesn't stop dives or anything like that either because if you go back to the Spurs game when Harry Kane, in my opinion, dived, mm-hmm. it was a penalty because he got touched. Yeah. But 
if you watch it in slow motion, yeah, it's a stonewall penalty. Yeah. You watch it in real time, there's a bit of doubt, and and that's a big thing. Is is goal line technology is fact. Yeah, it has it crossed the line. Yes or no? Fact. VAR is just assisting an opinion. So he's right. Someone could have a different opinion. There's five people in a box who are then instructing a one man there. You're waiting around for five minutes. The players don't know what's happening. They're getting angry. I mean, to be honest, while you're watching it on TV, it adds something to it. Yeah. But when we went to the West Brom game, yeah. it detracted completely from the atmosphere, took away most of my enjoyment. We didn't deserve to win anyway. I say yeah. this every time we talk about it. But you, it just it takes it away and it needs to be more streamlined. It's on the right track, in my I, opinion. I, I've been dead but, impressed by it, by and large, yeah. in this tournament so far. The only complaint I had, and it goes back to, I think I covered this a week or so ago on the podcast, is that it was the France-Australia uh, one where I think the referee was given the wrong angles to look at. Yeah. And that was that's a mistake, but that, you can iron that out. But this is just... What what this showed what what can go wrong with it and what it is is that and it's kind of what you, I think it's what you're saying is that every touch can now be judged and the problem is is that you think about how football's gone and maybe this is how football is always going to go but like there's just stuff that's a foul now there's stuff that's a yellow card now that wasn't even a foul. 20 years ago yeah um and football's going more and more and more and more that way that anything it's heading more and more basketball like yeah, yeah. every year that, that passes by any physical contact is it you know and it's being it being considered a foul and that is the problem is that when you watch this stuff back there's not people are looking for people are looking for the touch and not what what replays take away is the weight of the touch exactly yeah they take there's because there's a world of difference between two foot and someone in the box and just being slightly late and and it's just a, a, a brushing, but if you go in super slow motion and you see that, and you're just looking close up and you see that brushing, you're, you're looking, yeah. all you're doing is looking for the contact. Yeah. And that for me is, there'll be people who go, well, that letter by the law is a penalty. I disagree. Yeah, you know, I think you've got, you, 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 you put it under the microscope too much. You need the bigger picture, I think, at times yeah. to be able to see things. And don't get me wrong, there's times when you do need that close up. And that close up for me is, does the defender get a touch on the ball? Not far less. Does someone's contact is the physical contact? Yeah, between I mean, two players? if you're impeding someone, then okay, it's a penalty. But like we've all played football, you get a brush on your foot, you can go down if you want. But we play five aside. If you go down, if someone, if I brush someone's foot and they go down, I'm laughing at yeah. them, and it's carrying on, yeah. you know, and and you play on until it, both both parties go, yeah, sorry about yeah. that. I know it was a proper. Bad tackle. You think about how many times you play on, and it's it's it is sorted out between the guy who fouled and the guy who was fouled. Yeah. The ball's down the other end, and they go. And how many times you go? Whoa, whoa, whoa okay, okay, okay. Oh, why? What's happened? Oh, was that a? Oh, what? Oh, that was a foul. Cool. If you say that was a foul, yeah. great. We'll take a penalty. But for it. in professional football, you've got to take every single inch you can get, yeah, and it's too much riding on to. it. Like, and, and that's the problem. Is that? It was a great point. I was talking to Stiausen, um about this in, in the week, and he's saying about why does the referee need to review it? Because if you've got referees in the building, you know, offsite or whatever, and they've seen it, they've determined it's warrant look at. Why don't Why don't they just say, "Sorry, ref, that's a penalty." Yeah. Why does the ref? That That's the problem. Why is the referee taking time out to go over and and see it? And I guess it's because you want to have the referee have ultimate power. Well, he's kind of got to, and that's that's what baffles me is he's got to have the power on the pitch. He because you should you, the Iran game yesterday. 
he nearly lost control of that game because of the VAR decisions yeah. because they were shouting at him and he was getting word in his ear. He didn't have ultimate control at the yeah. end of the day and he's having four things happening around him yeah. instead of the two maybe that it should have been. And yeah. and it's going to take a while to work out the kinks. Like I say, it is going in the right direction. Yeah. They do need help in yeah. terms of them decisions. But then with the PK one, two-footed, are they going to review that? And and is that going to be a red card? Because it could have been a red card. Yeah, well, it's interesting that like the, the Cristiano Ronaldo stuff... I I can see him getting I could see how he could get sent off mm. for that you know he, he kind of pushes back a little bit again it's another one that in the in the early 90s and the, no one even thinks if he gets sent if he's not getting sent that that's one of those things where it's I struggle to know where to fall on it because it that kind of stuff should just, should just be let go I think so yeah. but when you watch it back those things are always look. Those are the ones that always look yeah. the worst because you see it's impossible again to detect. We talk about weight and intent. It's unless you literally see someone look go, and then swing for someone. Yeah. It's 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 even harder to determine. And then once again, people are analysing the. Oh look, he's defo made physical contact. That's not the point. Again, it's about whether it was a, it was whether it's intent to injure, whether it's a malicious, whether it's a deliberate attempt yeah. to you know to give yourself an advantage or harm harm another. Ronaldo could well have been sent off for something that re, in real realistically, if you don't VAR it, exactly a play on it. The big thing there's been loads of pens for people holding in the box, hasn't there? Yeah, and and I agree. Like there's been loads. And and you're saying, oh, there's been so many penalties in this World Cup. I agree with that because the players will stop doing that ultimately. And and yeah. obviously the Mitrovic one wasn't seen and it should have been a pen, definitely. There's two of them. And you had the Harry Kane stuff in the Tunisia game. Exactly, well. but the players are going to like keep keep giving penalties and the, the defenders are going to have to go, well, I'm going to give a penalty away here. And you've got to be more canny with it. Because yeah. you, you see it all the time in the Premier League is you, people getting held people getting thrown to the ground in the box that needs to stop the issue is though is that there's so much of defending is physical of course yeah and it's a tussle and it's meant to be a tooth and nail scrap yeah. no I agree there's ones where again the Harry Kane ones were just ridiculous there's ones where people just being rock bottomed yeah. to the ground and they're, they're the ones that you absolutely need to get rid of because they're absolutely ludicrous but you don't want it where do you draw, where do you draw the line because pe- yeah. there's just people out there who are like who want who want football to be binary because they can get a greater understand they can get a greater understanding of it, pulling foul touch in t- physical touch in the box equals foul. Mm. I, again, I don't want it to remove the shades of grey because no, yeah. when you've got situations where there's a bit, both people are pulling shirts, well where do you, where do you, you've got to you've got to let it's who pulls first is it that's stupid exactly yeah. you know and the, the, you know you don't want to end up with a world where a guy goes into the box and it's a goal. Because he's gone, because he's gone into the box. Yeah. Now, it should, what it should do is it should increase the quality of of of, of tackling and, and defending to some extent. The same way we look at like defensive midfielders, and there's no place in, in really in footy in top level footy for the Claude Makélélé anymore. And it's the reason why Jordan Henderson struggles to win fans over because he never goes to the ground. Mm. It's very easy to see a really good slidey, but you don't your that role doesn't require you to go blood and thunder slide tackle anymore. Yeah. People have hadn't had to learn how to tackle by staying on the staying on the feet. So, you know, it could well have an effect, but this is gonna cause an evolution of how football is and it's whether we're totally on board with that or not is the big question. The thing that thing is from a this is why it will carry on. Because 
there were far more people watching those the Portugal Iran game and the Spain Morocco game as fans of football and neutrals yeah. who got so much enjoyment out of those last 10 minutes. Oh yeah. Oh, far yeah. more than will ever be harmed by the annoyance of you nation going out because VAR is a shambles. I know. Um, maybe if Portugal or Spain go out, there might have been a bit more uproar oh, yeah. over. So if that Iran penalty decision leads to one of those two countries going out, maybe there would have been a bit more of an inquest. But um, as it stands, I was gripped. It was great. Flicking between two channels yeah. when I realised after the match I could have watched one on my phone and watched one on the telly because I'm a fucking idiot. Um it was so much because I've got nothing invested. Yeah. So the drama and the weirdness of it all made it far more entertaining telly yeah. than it, than it would have been probably otherwise. And everyone's criticising VAR in them two games, saying about the Iran penalty. The Aspas goal was given. Yeah. That and that was a legitimate goal that wouldn't have been given. And there's been a load of them in this World Cup where you go, okay, and we've got it right. That that is your fact. Is he offside or onside? That's what VAR is perfect for. Yeah. Um, it's it's the opinion based stuff with the with the t- with the fouls because I have a different opinion to you because I like a strong tackle. I I mean I like it if you you go in you leave a bit a bit in there. I think that's 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 a part of football mm-hmm. it should stay a part of football and it, it 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 that's the thing that they need to sort out. But then you're never going to sort it out because you have different referees with different opinions on the game. You can't tell every referee to be the same yeah. because that's just not how it's it just, works. It, as it comes down to it's interpretation isn't it yeah. um, if I'd be bang up for if they can just tighten it up a little bit and the referees have a clearer mandate on stuff and more I you know I, I went hard in on VAR in January because I thought it was it was a total shambles when I saw it in, in the FA Cup um, I haven't seen it more in the World Cup I think as we said it's going on the right track it's almost inevitable pardon me that we'll see it in the Premier League yeah Liverpool are going to win the league. The first season VAR comes <laughs> yeah. in, we're going to win the league. Exactly. Ends off. Exactly. And and think of the amount of penalties we would have got last season and probably we wouldn't have got to the Champions League final if it was in there. <laughs> yeah. We probably wouldn't have. And and that's and that's the thing is, I, when it goes against you, the offsides are annoying. But yeah. the fact that City fans are still fuming about the fact that, oh, he was offside. <laughs> I love that we got to the Champions League final and you never because of an offside apparently when we battered you it's so salty I love everything it everything about us it's hilarious but um, I'd have it in the Premier League though I would I think look, it it needs to be refined you're right but it's getting there you, you, you're just going to be teething problems it's going to be it's just mainly just for, it's you know what it is and it, it's hard because we now live in a world where because I love it for the anarchy of it now, of course, we live in a world where people voted for the anarchy of stuff and yeah. it's going to leave us in a, in a really shitty position. Look, Brexit. I'm talking about <laughs> Brexit. I'm talking about Tory government and Brexit. Um, but the point is, is that um, it would be, it would be, you know, uh, provided it, come, it turns out all right for Liverpool, yeah. which unfortunately we can't guarantee, uh, it would be a, a fascinating season to see it VAR yeah. over the course of a 38-game season and how it, how it impacts things. Uh, I just think... I think people would get sick of it yeah, because yeah. I'm already a bit bored of how many penalties, how many games have been decided by penalties. And maybe that's what FIFA love because that's been the big problem in selling soccer to other, you know, other nations who aren't down. The Americans in particular is like they just don't hate draws in this. They oh, sorry, they hate draws in the sport. Yeah. They need to have a decisive win in, in, in yeah. everything. In everything, um, they don't like they don't like ties. Um, so they'd be back, you know. They brought this in after World Cup '94. The Americans would, have, you know, I'm sure footy would be the biggest thing oh, going in that country yeah. by now. Um, 
But again, it's just that thing of it's just like, oh, great, there's another game been decided by a penalty kick because VAR's given it not being the games aren't being decided by moments of brilliance anymore. They're being decided by some guy, some part-time fella has just took a little bit of a hack at someone and clips it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm being over, overcritical. It'd make it better in the long run, I think. Um, even if it doesn't work out for Liverpool, I'd rather they got it right. I'd rather, like, there was the... Solanke would have had a goal well earlier than he did <laughs> yeah. because it went in and, and the offside... The offsides are a big one for me. Yeah. That's the, that's what you can get spot on. Let's just do that. If, if VAR is used for anything, use it for offsides. And that doesn't mean the linesmen don't flag yeah. because they're good at the jobs, yeah. usually. Yeah. But if, if if someone in a box sees that the linesman's got it wrong and that's the goal that could win us the league... There's just, the fucking, there's just that thing where... Because, again, it's about keeping the flow of the game. What you don't... You, people run away, celebrate, and you just say, like, right, you've got... To the VAR, guys, you've got 30 seconds to, to, to determine whether it was or it wasn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you think it was... Then sound, and then none of this like again, none of this referees then got to go and review it. You just tell the referee, yeah. tell the referee whether it was whether it was on or on, on or offside. Exactly. And then what you could maybe do is then you know, if you, do you replay it? It's tough. You then or got the to ref- announce it to the crowd, or you, you yeah, know, that's, or that's he just goes. Thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing mint mobile unlimited premium wireless ready to get 30 30 ready to get 30 ready to get 20 20 20 ready to get 20 20 ready to get 15 15 15 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com hey there it's michelle norris i'm host of a podcast called your mama's kitchen when I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Yeah. Well, the ref has a screen on his smartwatch and he gets to watch it on his smartwatch. Yeah, like there that. you go. And he doesn't need to run to display, it. <laughs> and it, like a Tony Stark, like he presses it and a yeah. holographic thing pops up and he. It's like a Pip Boy and Fallout. There you go. A big, massive thing strapped to his arm. They'd have like massive arms because they'd, they'd be lifting weights all day. Glasses, video glasses. There you go. With like a little screen. Google, them. get on it. Google Glass. There you go. We've been waiting for Google Glass to finally be a thing. I've tried Google Glass, it's really not that good. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, when were them? Um, they never quite took off walking down the street with a pair of two and a half thousand pounds tech glasses. Yeah, fine when you're walking through the city of London. Yeah. That's fine when you're walking through 
Tocky, yeah. uh, as an example, uh, or just buy ours. Um, <laughs> yeah, no interesting stuff. Um, I'm sure, like I say, the 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 the, the flowing tides of technology of football is not going to be stopped by us so let's just get used to it uh, okay before we crack on we're going to take a, a load of your questions we're going to be talking about which uh, attacking midfield centre-back and goalkeeper Liverpool should sign that we've not been linked with um, if Mo Salah was a superhero uh, do we need more attacking talent um, describing each Liverpool, Liverpool player as food um, James Milner's future and a few other bits and pieces as well stay tuned for that but before we do we did the transfer latest podcast yesterday with Mr Chris Page it was a belter here's a little clip but Liverpool is I remember people saying at the time do should we retire the number eight shirts and it's like e, no don't ever retire a, a jersey at Liverpool because because it, it, it's oh, like saying there you can name after him don't no, retire the shirt well, it's, no, but it's like saying we'll never have a player good enough yeah. to wear to wear that shirt and Liverpool's mentality has always been thanks very much for your time you were amazing you may be if you're that if you're that icon, you will get a stand down named after you but realistically we're gonna buy someone and he's going to be just as good. If well, not the thing is, you. this number eight can win the league. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> retire it after he's done that, please. Fuck you now. Go ahead. Good to have you back. Um, the um, yeah, Colin Hart, direct your, direct your tweets to that Mr Bloodred on Twitter. Have you ever seen Cater win the league? We've got a chance. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I'm absolutely, I, I, I say I'm cool with it. And if he, I, he strikes me as the fella who's got the kind of bollocks for it as well. I don't think the shape will weigh heavy on his, on his back at all. Um, you can tell that by the way he plays. He's so... Like bull in a china shop, almost yeah. just everywhere with the ball, tackles flying in all right and centre. You know, he, he doesn't care, mm-hmm. which is great. He doesn't seem to care about anything. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. As ever, if you want to get onto that full podcast, you go to the redmentv.com, sign up, start your free month trial, and you can listen to the full thing. Done some Belter stuff. I had Neil Jones of Goal.com in last week, sat right where Tom is. Um, didn't quite do as good a job as you, Tom. Fair enough. Well, I, I thought I was a, a big downgrade. I always sound myself short on these. No, but... you're absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mediocre. I'll take no, it. Disagree. Fine. <laughs> Better than fine. Good and fine. No, Neil Jones is in. Um, I spoke to Leanne Prescott as well uh, last week talking about Liverpool transfers and talking about the players who, who maybe need to move on, who've got a real big season coming up for them. The futures of the likes of Divock Origi, Rian Brewster, etc., etc. Uh, sat down with Mel Reddy the week before. Absolutely fantastic podcast again, talking a bit about the Fakir stuff and about how, what journalists have to go through in the climate of the summer transfer windows and Really, really that interesting was really stuff. Interesting. And um, James Pierce is in this week as well. So if you want to uh, watch us grill the Liverpool Echo frontman, um, then come and get involved. Go to the RedmenTV.com. Sign up. As I say, start it. Start your trial. Have a go for a month and see how you get on. And if you enjoy it, then we've got you covered for the whole of pre-season and the season moving ahead as well. Going to be a belter. Question one comes from Isaac at Crucial Klein. I feel like you won't have that handle in about 12 months time um, choose an attacking midfielder centre back and a goalkeeper for Liverpool to sign that we have not been linked with this summer so the goalkeeper one's hard because we've been linked with everyone Every goalkeeper, under yes. the sun but um, I've gone with to Stegen because <laughs> let's dream big Why not? and Kasper Michael for Leicester you know what I have totally and utterly come around to the Kasper Michael thing because we've been getting linked with him now for a, f- a few years um, and I wasn't overly convinced, and I now am. I I yeah. would I would you know if you're going to move for someone, I don't think 
I'm not sure he's a significant upgrade. I don't think so. No. And, but I think there's obvious. I think that the obvious significant upgrades in the goalkeeping department, and people will laugh at this because at the moment Carrius is the fall guy. So there's just this mentality of Carrius is, is total dog shit, exactly. and therefore every goalkeeper is better than him. And it's Which not the case. True, it's just not. Know. It's not true. Um, we know. We look. I think we'd all be in agreement. Largely, Allison and our black would be would represent a significant upgrade, albeit for a significant investment. And I think there's a lot of other goalkeepers you butler your popes etc who are there or thereabouts and I think Schmeichel kind of falls into that mould too but he's won a Premier League title exactly. and his dad's Peter Schmeichel yeah. um, so I, you get you get a little bit of an aura around him and he's got that little bit of experience I think just puts him slightly ahead of those other candidates he's a lot older than I thought he was he's like 30 31 you know? really 31 Sad. but then I, that's why I don't think we're gonna we're never gonna go for him but that's um, fine that's that I've got again you can still get five good years out of, out, out, out of someone like that as a goalkeeper you've got to look at him Edwin van der Sar is one of the most like um, silverware dripping Man United players of all time and he was only there for like five seasons or whatever yeah. and he went in his mid-30s oh, from yeah. Fulham when everyone thought he'd gone there to wind his career down so I mean van der Sar much better goalkeeper than Kasper Schmeichel but the point remains now, who, who'd you go for? Would you goalkeepers? Goalkeeper? I went for uh, Guillermo Ochoa okay. the Mexican goalkeeper do I think he's really good? Not really um, do I think he's amazing fun? I do absolutely. Yeah, he would add a bit of flair. Yeah, he's a perfect. He is the perfect example of, and I always I, I rail against this a lot of like a match of the day goalkeeper. He he is the perfect goalkeeper for a World Cup when you don't really care. You've yeah. got nothing on the line. All you want to see is some some guy in goal diving around, yeah. saving stuff with mad hair all over the place. We love a mad South American goalkeeper. That's what the World Cup's all about, or should I say Central American in this instance? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the you know. Yeah, he was boss four years ago. We maybe should have had a little punt at him now. He's never really gone to a big team. He went to Malaga, I think, when they had that mad little spell when they were dead rich for a little bit. Um, yeah, look, if you had him as your backup goalkeeper, maybe, I think he'd be good for well, that's it. They'd all be backups behind uh, Carriers for me, which is um, a really controversial. dividing opinion. Yeah, yeah controversial. But, Unpopular um, opinions. <laughs> um, Centre-back Nicolas Sule for Bayern. 22 Ooh. Last time I watched him in the when he played in the Champions League, he was unreal. Mm. He was he would partner Van Dyke and we would never concede another goal. <laughs> like he's he's class. We should definitely be going out and buying the best twenty one year old centre back in world football, whoever that may be. I think uh, it's but, Nicholas um, Sula at the moment. But it's not it's not informed my decision maker on this. I, I mean, we have been linked with him to some extent in the past, but he, more Man United, he's been linked with is Toby Alderweireld. Mm. Again, if he's there, if he's available, and you know, you know, you not get there's no resale value in Alderweireld, so he might cost you fifty million. Um, but if you if you get him for two seasons and you yeah. win a league and a Champions League in that time, then who's asked? Exactly, certainly yeah. not me. But that's it. I don't think we can. I certainly can't see it that way and I agree with what you're saying but I just don't like I'm ne I'm never that optimistic of we will win both but it's a possibility you saw no, that happen when Van Persie went to United and everyone was like well what's he going to do oh they won everything exactly and, I, I may, yeah. and maybe we're not quite there this summer maybe it's I mean again it wouldn't be him next <laughs> summer per se but 
because there's still a couple of bits to be done uh, there's still some big additions to round this squad out yeah. maybe next summer's that thing of like you need that one bit you can take a gamble on one mega player yeah for for the, for the short term to just tip you over the edge, but uh, no, I'd be all over that. Um, okay, the, the really interesting stuff then, attacking midfielder. So I've got three because I couldn't pick. <laughs> it's Son, it's Ericsson, and it's Isco. I mean, I want Son all day. He yeah. would be brilliant for us. Yeah. But then Ericsson, I mean, we're not getting Isco. It doesn't, yeah. I'd love him. I would yeah. absolutely love him. We're not getting him. Ericsson, I think, would be it a didn't beast. didn't stop you putting Ter Stegen down. Oh, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I honestly think Son and Ericsson would just elevate this team to Son's your backup behind Mane mm-hmm. and Ericsson's your number 10. Okay. Who can take free kicks, who can take all the corners and we'd be such a good team. I, Son's an interesting shout because... Spurs are starting to change the tune a little bit on, on, in regards to the contract situation. We know Harry Kane signed a new one. I, f- I don't know if Henriksen has or he's on the verge of doing it. I think they'll they'll get them two boxed off mm. and maybe even Ali. And it wouldn't shock me if people like people aren't they're not wrapping their arms around Son enough. Maybe they are. I'd, look, I'll be perfectly honest. I've said this before. I don't really pay attention to Spurs. No, I just no. don't. They're, they're not really on my radar. I've got a rough idea of how good they are in terms of the first eleven and what have you. Because I've seen a few bits and pieces along the way um, but yeah you know, I think everyone's, everyone's so busy protecting Kane Ali and Eriksson that you just get in there and you just start to divide push Son over to one Two side I'd be all over that class um, controversial Raheem Sterling you know what he'd fit in this team so well and his daughter's a fan <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that, that um, Players Tribune thing was fantastic and I think I mean the, the Lukaku one as well mm-hmm. I read that Lukaku one I I have a newfound respect for him. The only reason I didn't like him is because he played for Everton United. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you're reading about... It's good, too good a reason to say Very good reasons, yeah. but I think, especially with the Sterling stuff, look, we give him shit, or at least I give him shit because it affects him on the pitch, yes. and we don't want Man City to beat us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's hard because I think he would have stayed if he knew Jürgen Klopp was coming in mm-hmm. he was at- he basically intimated as much didn't he exactly. in, in, in AD Ward or whatever yeah no I, 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 this is the thing about him he should have he's the he's such a missed opportunity and I, I get it because we went as close as we came to win the league title we fell off a cliff Brendan Rodgers completely imploded yeah. we got tonked by Stoke at the end of the season and then we decided to keep Brendan, and I, I, you know, you're right. You're stale, and you've already moved away from home once. You, you know, you're you. We basically had no choice but to play him as centre forward for us that season because we had no one else fit enough or capable of doing it. We made him our main man, and he wasn't ready. And then we weren't prepared to pay him main man wages or whatever. And I think the way him and his, in particular his representatives went around, it was completely wrong. And that's oh, why people don't like. That's why people don't like him. Yeah. Ultimately, and fair fair play, um, but. He's got the work rate, he's got the talent, he's got pace, he's got skill. Look, people go on, he's a tapping mitch and blah, blah, blah. He's not, a, he's not a natural goal scorer, and maybe he never will be, but he still scored, what, like 20 goals or something yeah. last, last, last season. He, um, and he, I think he gets wasted, I think, playing on, on the wing. We saw the best of Raheem Sterling through the middle. I think if you put, if you add Salah from the right, Manny from the left, Firmino, and then Sterling in the 10, Oof. yeah, stop that. Yeah, or even or even the way Mane plays when he goes into the centre and yeah. lets Robertson bomb on. Yeah. So he could be that winger come number yeah. ten, and he'd be he'd be fantastic. I agree. I, I, it is hard though because I mean I I wouldn't have him back now, and that's purely because of the way he, he treated us in a yeah. way. And I know it wasn't him and 
or or mm, ultimately yeah. all him. But I think I think no, I wouldn't have him back. But I'd love him there'd if be he, a load to of, still be here. There'd be a load of people I think who wouldn't want him back simply because they put a load of tweets out with a pitch is calling him a snake. That and that's why and that's why because people cause, and people because they don't want because there'll be low and, and people would fear fans of other clubs going. Liverpool fans were calling Raheem Stale and it's like who's asked? You know, you I mean football's football's fluid. You have heroes and villains, and I've many a time I've been on Redmen over the last eight years and said how oh, I really really dislike someone in Liverpool end up shining. Yeah. Andy Carroll, Geordie at the Jungle, I used to call him. Uh, I said he was terrible, just terrible, and then we signed him, and I had to I had to backtrack. But you were, like, you were ultimately right. I was ultimately right. But then United fans can't talk because they hated Mourinho and now he's the saviour. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. not so much anymore because he's garbage. Arsenal fans stick for the The point is, yeah. all of these things, and this this is true for it would be true for a Sterling signing. I think it'll be true for Carius if he gets if he gets the nod as the first choice goalkeeper. Nothing wins fans over quite like winning football matches. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean, and if he came in and he was the guy part of a, a title-winning team, I think we would forget all of the uh, indiscretions. Pretty, pretty sharpish, if I'm yeah. perfectly honest. Um, okay, let us know yours then. I say an attacking midfielder, centre back, and a goalkeeper that Liverpool haven't been obviously linked with um, this summer. Okay, beggars at beggars ninety-five. If Mo Salah was a superhero, would he be DC or Marvel? Do you understand the question? Uh, what are superheroes? <laughs> no, I, I, I honestly had what to ask DC you. What does DC stand for? I had to ask you because I just, I, I, I mean, I like superheroes. They're, they're really good things that don't really exist. But uh, I've picked the Flash because he's fast and so is Mo Salah. Yeah. But I've done a little Doctor Manhattan because he creates something out of nothing. Oh, oh, clever! There you go, clever. Um, I mean, yeah. I don't know what they are, though. The question was more whether he would be in the DC stable. So I get what you've done. You've done it around. You're saying DC. He's Flash, so that's DC. DC. You're saying DC. Um, For me, I think Mo Salah has got the ability to be a DC. Um, Basically, here's the thing. Here's the the fundamental difference in the way the comics have been written over the last... 30 years is that Marvel and you can tell this in the films Marvel are just a bit more real and a bit more human Mm -hmm. there's plenty of examples of that which is not true so don't at me by the way Um, (laughs) and DC is always a bit like a bit too super a bit too overpowered Mm -hmm. so an example of that you know you look at the flagship heroes Spider-Man is a a fella who who just struggles through life and and, and can't make ends meet and always gets colds and he's fighting bad baddies off against the odds whereas Superman is just basically indestructible yeah. and can do everything and that's the di- that's okay. the difference so I think Salah could be a DC hero if he scores another 40 goals this season he's basically like like the Superman of of, of, of a Superman 1 million when he's lived on the sun for, for a million years yeah. and he's just basically a, a supreme being yeah. I could see Mo Salah becoming that but right now you know because he's come from the you know the roots and the, 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 okay. you know to travel seven hours to play footy and go and all that he's got he's very much got the Marvel I think the Marvel backstory he's superhuman he's not uh, an he's alien. a real person with superpowers yeah 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 they, yeah you know I'll, I'll go with that from not knowing what the question meant, there you go. There I agree. You go. I'm here all week. Um, Fraser, I never TV. Do you think we need another top class attacker in case Salah gets injured? Surely it's not worth relying on the youth in a title challenge. I completely agree with this, and this is what why the the Fakir deal has made this much more complicated because at the minute, because Fakir was. In, in addition to Oxlade-Chamberlain, mm-hmm. there's your cover. There's sufficient depth of cover for your attacking midfield slot, but also a lad who can just do, who can perform 
on the either flank as well, or yep. even as a ten or, or an, an, a false nap, whatever. In return for that, in the, at the minute, it's kind of looking more and more like, well, we're probably going to get Shakiri. It's probably going to be promotion for Brewster on the, uh, you know, to be involved in the front three, and then we might look at someone else who can play attacking midfield. Um, and if that guy then can't do one of the forward three jobs, yeah. I don't think the the forward three is as good. Is you know. It's not quite the strength and depth we're maybe hoping for yeah. going into the new season. It's uh, it is hard, but there's talk that it's not even over. Yeah, they're gonna wait till after the World Cup, and I'd be happy to see that. And then we can negotiate with no like time barrier. Yeah. Oh, we've got to get it done within three days. Yeah. Sack that off. Take yeah. your time and make sure you both agree on the on the on the fee and stuff. And yes, we do need another top class attacker because. Like we 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 just about got through the season. If yeah. any of that from three got injured, well, we saw it. Tom, we saw it in the Champions League final, exactly, and we saw it the season before. Yeah, you know, we ended up playing, and we were lucky because we did have good depth, but we had good depth of, of players that didn't really fit our system. But you know, when we're going to West Ham away, mm. effectively playing a bit of a diamond mm. with Coutinho and Lallana behind uh, Origi and Sturridge. And we, you know, we 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 managed to manage that, but we had to fundamentally change the way we played football to get ourselves over over the line. Yeah. This time around, we upgraded. We actually took our attacking talent up a level by playing both Salah and Mane this time around. And then what happened? What happened beneath it? Adam Alana, who was two years past and large, probably never really truly capable of playing in the front three the way we played exactly. it because of his because of his lack of lack of pace. I mean, I don't. It's hard because I don't know who you get, but I'm sure behind the scenes they work. They are tirelessly working. They're looking in the World Cup. I don't think you should base it on the World Cup, mm-hmm. but there's a few people they probably haven't thought of and just gone, oh, he's got a bit of the work right there because that's the big thing for me. It's not obviously you need the talent, mm-hmm. but you need the work right in there and that's why a lot of people oppose Shakiri yeah. in a way like that. He's got the talent and not so much the work rate. I think we need someone like a Danny Ings with more quality who can play on the wing, in my opinion. Someone yeah. who's just going to track back for you when Mo Salah can't yeah. or Shakiri won't. Yeah, well, I mentioned it on the Transfer Latest podcast. Liverpool have need, Liverpool have never replaced Craig Bellamy. You know, if that yeah. la- that fella who just tears around and gets stuck in and has, and is a bit of a bit of a prick and as well, kite a little bit and Dirk, well, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. And um, but I think the Shakiri stuff is, I think, is fine. I think what Liverpool are likely doing with this World Cup, and this is me reading between the lines, or maybe it's just me putting a bit of my own sensibilities into it. I don't think Liverpool scouts are watching the World Cup and they're going, Jesus Christ, have you seen that Zayach? Yeah. Uh, who does he play for? Ajax. Oh, right, he's great, Tim, yeah. isn't he? Can we, can we, can we, can, have we got the Ajax chairman's phone number? I mean, this is exactly what Michael Edwards sounds like, by the way. Um, and he goes, right, it's okay. Um, this Zayach, Zayach, how do you say his name? Uh, he's good, him, how much you know? Liverpool won't be doing that. No, but I, I wouldn't, but it wouldn't shock me if Liverpool have got that list of targets, right? And the watch, and the, these lads are at the World Cup, and maybe you're thinking, so you know your number one target is Nabil Fakir, for yeah. an example. But maybe there's not too much difference between two. Maybe you've got a nailed on two and you're not sure about three or four. And maybe you get to the point where if you can't get two, you're looking at going, mm, you know what, forget, forget three and four, I'd rather hold on. Yeah. But if, if number three or number four is on your target list as a Bosch World Cup, that might inform you, you think, well, they've just gone to the biggest stage exactly. in international they football and proved that they can do it. Well, okay, that actually changes because 
as much as we, we like to get sucked into this sometimes, footballers are and their abilities are not set in stone. Yeah. We all change, we all get better with practice, we all do the, these things. So footballers do have the, the ability, and it's possible that one of these lads who's like fourth that or way down the list who's just a real outsider, maybe I mentioned Zach as it because we have been loosely linked with him. Maybe that's just somewhere where they've gone. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what we needed. That is the last little yeah. box ticked that we weren't utterly convinced about whether he could do it on a big stage and that tell that that gives his answer. So it wouldn't surprise me to have one or two names that maybe you've seen at the World Cup come out, but it, it, if they do, it won't be, as I say, it won't be a, you know, throw a dart yeah. at a board with a load of World Cup names on it. And I don't think it's going to be some massive name either and I don't really want it to be. I, I, I feel like they should feel understudies to Salah and Mane and Firmino, mm-hmm. you've got to learn off them. You can't come yeah. in and change this. I mean, it might change the system, you never know, but you've got to go in there and be like looking up to these people and going, I need to recreate that. Yeah. And and that's the way to do it. I, I really don't think we're going to get in a Griezmann or a, yeah. or someone like that. I'd love it. Yeah. Love it. Get them in, number 10, sorted, and then we can play a 4-2-3-1 play a, a boss. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just get in an understudy, she, like Shakiri's gonna have to be an understudy. He's mm-hmm. he's older than Mo Salah, but he's gonna be an understudy because Salah's just better than him yeah. in multiple facets of his game. Yeah. But then you can see Shakiri can do it on the big stage. He yeah. did it the other week. A few flashes of brilliance, and that's what you need. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And look, ideal world, you know, you want and a lot of this. I think the concern around this comes down to. I think it's kind of alluded to in the question. We don't quite know what a good Brewster's going to be, and yeah. it's going to, you know, and we'll have to see him. What we what we see of him in preseason, depending on his fitness, of course. You know, people that aren't talking about Harry Wilson, maybe he maybe he does something in preseason that really that really impresses everyone. Until we see someone do it at senior level, it's very difficult for you to mentally yeah. go. Oh, it's absolutely fine. It's absolutely fine. It's all we want to do in football is say, it's just to be able to go. This is sound because I can see it sound. The problem is, is the way Liverpool do it and the way Jurgen does it. Unfortunately. He has to prove. There's just a group of fans to whom he has to prove himself and his decisions to every single yeah. year. I, you know, whereas for me, I'm I'm loads more laissez-faire about it. I can kind of go, you know what? He's, he's built it up now. I can see what he's doing. If he thinks that's fine, that's absolutely fine. Oxley Chamberlain's a good example of that. A lot of people just were not convinced by that at all yeah, last summer, and then all of a sudden, he's pretty much everyone's favourite Liverpool player by yeah. the back end of the season. Um, Liverpool should have. If, Liverpool, if, if Rian Brewster didn't exist, Liverpool, this summer window, should be going out and buying someone who's 18, 19, 20, 21, who's, um, who's got the potential to be absolutely incredible. He's just got loads of pace to burn, but he's a bit of a rough diamond. And you have him Markovic. as your understudy. Get out. Um, <laughs> but, you know, no, yeah, yeah. But, but Markovic, but not, but not Markovic, <laughs> but, but Ryan Babble, but not Ryan Babble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what these lads were. It, you know, you go, you, you know, you, you speculate on these lads. You know, we, we didn't do this on Cristiano Ronaldo from Sporting and we had the opportunity to yeah. do it. We should have the next, a lad who's, who's primed to be the next, who, because you can do it two ways. You either go and get a, a fella who is happy with his lot in life of being a squad player and maybe proving himself because, you know, it, it, Liverpool, the, the law of Liverpool is a big thing, and Shakiri falls into that. Oh, and it is a similar vein to getting a Craig Bellamy second time around. Mm-hmm. Guy in his thirties who's just going get, go ahead, yeah, twenty games at the highest yeah. level for the last couple of seasons of your life. Spot on, I'm all in on that. Or you get a young lad who's hungry, who's willing to learn, and he knows he's not going to play fifty games, but he knows he's going to play a season alongside the best front three exactly. in world footy, and he's then going to be be primed to break through and break into that team. At the minute, Shaqiri makes perfect sense for the other side. 
it's just whether Brewster is that or not. And if he's not that, then we need to go out and buy that. Yeah, and, and like even Maxi Rodriguez fits into all that mould as well. I love that team. And it wasn't the best team because of the people kind of behind that. But you look at Craig Bellamy, Dick Kite, Maxi Rodriguez, they were on stupid amount of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's, that's why how, they went that's away. How you, but that's how you, you make yourself a exactly. successful club. And... and I I wouldn't I wouldn't be adverse to bringing in a player like that. I don't think we will, but you never know. We could just find someone and just go. There's a bit of experience in there that can just show it up. Like James Milner came in, and he's the he was there for a for a long period of time. He was the player the players just gave the ball to, and they knew he'd never give it away, yeah. and he'd be solid. And I think we could do with that up top. You're right. I, I, I agree in that. So having some, a, new, a lad who's been there and, and done it, because we... There's an idea though, James Milner playing playing on the left wing again. I mean, I don't know if it'd happen, but... It's the problem with it, mate, is that he can, I think, you know, you get, maybe they'll get into 10 minute games, in last 10 minutes of games in Europe. Yeah. I don't think it's as much of an issue because, you know, his delivery's spot on and, you know, he, you know again, his work rate's never going to let you down. It's not that I, I think Liverpool's issue is. Uh, Liverpool's issue is Liverpool have got Real Madrid on a Tuesday in the group stages yeah. or the knockouts and then we've got Man City or Man United at the weekend yeah. and you can't play the same eleven twice. Uh, putting Milner on the wing in any of those games is a significant drop-off, yeah. unfortunately. Simply be- And it's just pace. Yeah, totally pace is, makes yeah. a big difference. Pace is so fundamental to how we play in those wide areas yeah. that you are, you're just unbalancing how the, how the squad plays. So that's, you know, in terms of squad depth, and in fact, it was. A, it, but I'll just answer the question briefly. Then it, Michael Blake saying, "What sort of role do you think Milner will play next season?" Every year seems to defy supporter expectation and continues to play a key role in the squad. He, Liverpool squad, is infinitely better by having James Milner in Definitely. it because he backs himself. He puts in the work. Right? He's the one last season saying, "Look at me. I look at my stats and my stats in training are better than everyone else's because he makes them that." There'll come a point where he will his. He will never physically allow himself to not be like that. Yeah. There will just come a point where he's not. He's just he'll melt and not be. He won't physically be capable of it. But him and even the people writing off Lalana, Lalana to some extent, these are a lot of lads who are going to play fifty games. Start are not going to have fifty starts no, no. next season. But they're going to round the team out. But what we we don't need. So my point is, sorry, is we don't need any more lads like that, do we? But Fair we enough. definitely need yeah. someone who can come in. Who you can if they're not maybe bang ready now yeah. they are in six months or a year from now everyone's got the name on the shirt this time next year yeah. and they're waiting for the, the truly mega season from and them. another big thing is the importance of them in the squad you're talking about James Milner what sort of role just being in that squad you saw the the, the effect Lucas Lever had on yeah. a lot of the South American players and that and like he's just a brilliant person to have there, and James Milner, same Lalana, same when you're 18, hungry players. Or even just a player coming in from outside that squad, and you're coming in. Even if it's like, let's say, Jaden Shakiri is an example of it. You come into that squad, and you see James Milner there, and there's probably a player that you know. Maybe if you've thought about it, you might be thinking, "Well, I'm I'm better than James Milner because you look at it, people naturally do have this little bit of a you know turn the nose upon him or whatever." And then you see him in training, and you're yeah. like, "This guy's 31, 32, and he's putting it. He's do, he's covering the most distance. He's being physical. He's giving. Tra- he's playing training like I play matches. Yeah, that's the level I'm gonna have to 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 perform at in order to to, to get into that team. You can't underestimate how important that is to the to the squad. So whether James Milner ends up being a vital cog in Liverpool's first eleven week in week out, I doubt. 
but he, he, he has proven us wrong Could plenty do, of yeah. times. He will have a pivotal role in Liverpool's squad, yeah. and he don't be shocked if we get to the business end the next season. Three or four games to go. You might have a, an FA Cup semi-final. You might have a Champions League quarters or semi-final. And you're five games away from a league title. If James Milner all of a sudden is very much right back in that team. I'd love to see him. I, I, there's something to be said about him coming off the bench. Every time you see it, every time I've watched him come off, there's a, there's a, it seems like an assurance. Mm-hmm. Everyone calms down a little bit. And because you know for a fact he's like I said before he's not going to give the ball away and if he does he's going to work so hard to get yeah. that back he's going to work for the team and there's something special about when you're seeing him I know he's not he's he's getting on in terms of football and he throws himself into challenges yeah. that is something you can't underestimate that he he puts his body on the line every yeah. single week. All that being said, just getting back to the original question is that <laughs> there's a there's a degree to which. I would, and I talked about this a little bit earlier on in the pod about maybe like it's more a next summer job where you just go and buy, you get one stupid signer who doesn't fit the model, who's well too old for well too much money, but you just he's just a pure luxury for two seasons. Yeah. You just go and buy Gareth Bale this summer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. you know, don't care what it costs. He moves for 100 million quid and you go, his legs are going to fall off in two years' time, but who cares? I, you know, we. <laughs> Oh no, we've lost Mohamed Salah. <laughs> oh well, I mean, because that that was the difference between Liverpool and Real oh, yeah. Madrid in that final. It was, yeah. They, you know, they brought on formerly the most expensive player in, in world football, and he scored an overhead kick. And we brought on Adam Lallana, yeah. and with the greatest of will in the world and the love for Adam Lallana, there's just a significant and difference injured Adam Lallana as well, and. Yeah. And and did they bring on Casemiro as well? That's another big thing. Or did he they come start off? Casemiro? But they they brought on. You know, they, they, they they've got. Those wealth, kind of options. A wealth of options. Exactly. They've definitely. got they've got Asensio on the bench, and they've got you know they 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 they're not sure whether Asensio or Isco is the right the right option to go for. Co- no. Kovacic, no one meant you know what I mean. This kind of stuff. I think we just raid Man City again and get David Silva. Sure. Just just get him in. Right. Yeah. Sorted. Let's... Or Iniesta, just come in. One more come season. Two mate. seasons. One more season. Um, yeah, Brilliant. who do you think, you know, what Liverpool should do? And do you think Liverpool genuinely need a top-class attacker? I mean, look, it's, it's simple to say, when, when I'm throwing names like Bale out there, yeah. just, just do it. Yeah, um, yeah. But realistically, you know, if it ends up being like a Shaqiri, um, let's just say it's ideal. Well, let's say Shaqiri, you were promoting Brewster and we stood, still do get a nabble for Kia. Mm-hmm. Is that enough for you? Or should Liverpool change those plans and go mega big on someone mad to play in the front three? Comments below, please. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two fun questions to end us then. Um, describe each Liverpool player in the starting 11 and benches food. Now, we're just going to do the starting 11 from Champions League final. Let, let's, let's get through this as fast as we can. Um, um, Carius banana split because <laughs> like, yeah. I went for sushi because he's just a bit trendy and a bit lightweight like um, Trent Scouse Scouse easiest one but easy he's... though but if, do you, when you see Trent Alexander do you think a big hearty bowl of Scouse uh, well, do no. you bollocks it's because he's Scouse because he's exactly yeah. I went for a refresher bar Okay, because I just because he's just lanky and energy and and, and yeah and just sugar packed and, and packed with energy and packed with surprises as well. Um, Virgil Van Dijk, uh, waffles. 
Because <laughs> I never get I never get tired of them. <laughs> I went for a, I went for sirloin steak. Okay, yeah. Because he's the pure quality of the the yeah. team. He is the Rolls Royce of our of our team. And sirloin, that, you know, yeah. or whatever. Pick a better a better slice of beef, whatever you want. <laughs> but you get my point. And conversely, off that, Lovren is a five guys in that you know he's nowhere near as classy. Okay. Um, but you know he, he's, he's he's boss. You're really enjoyable, but often at the end of it, you do feel a bit of regret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. I went for cake. Any cake. It's just cake. Yeah, Takes a lot for his cake. Just purely because of his Instagram. He's always having a laugh. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, okay, I like so I like cake. Andy Robertson. I feel we've both gone for a similar vein in this one. Scotch egg. Scotch egg. Sound. Same thing as Trent. Scouse, Scotch. Whatever. Yeah, I went for a can of iron brew. Oh, that's a yeah, that's yeah, good. There's nothing but but like the old iron brew. Yeah, yeah, before they changed the recipe, none yeah. of that shite. Um, Jordan Henderson. Chip Balm. Chip bomb, so kind of bland, but does the job. So I kind of, I feel like we might have a sim. <laughs> That's great. I can't wait to see it. So I have to qualify this. So I, I've gone. If I give us a genie one album, spag ball, decent. I went chicken tikka for for genie one album because spicy. Well, not, but no, 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 okay. no, no, no. Because look, let's be honest, it's not a great. Like you know, if you're if you're a real connoisseur of you know Indian food, yeah. You're not really going with that, you know. Fair you're not spe- you're not you're not travelling the you know the world to go and get yourself a really nice chicken tikka, but it's really it's really nice. It's really solid. It's much better and much much more interesting than a korma. Yeah. Um. But it can have a little bit of a spike. Just really good. But I, that also then informed me Jordan Henderson decision because I went for chicken curry, but like chip shop chicken yeah, curry, yeah. not with rice with chips. So you know he has got a bit of kicker. He, he, you know he's not. And equally, James Miller just went for meat and potato pie again, okay. and, may, and, and, and maybe a bit of chips and maybe some mushy peas. Yeah. Jordan Henderson is slightly more exotic than that, but not as exotic as Genie. But equally, a home midfield is by and large just yeah. the kind of thing that your average British white man yeah. buys from the buys from the chippy or from the Indian. I'll give you, you that. I mean, I I went. Tea and biscuit for Milner. Tea and biscuits. Because I just feel and a nice like sit down. Exactly. That's what he, that's what I just imagine him doing all day, every day. Yeah. But uh, I don't know, Spag Ball for Genie, just pure it's it's a it's a staple. Absolutely. It does what it needs to completely. do. Completely. It is the it is the Italian equivalent of a chicken of a chicken tea. Exactly. It is a spag ball. Moving into the forward line then. Roberto Firmino. Uh, Wrigley's chewing gum because his teeth are always white. Okay, cool. I don't know what to go with. So I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've given this answer to Barney on, in, on podcast in the past, but remember that Simpsons episode where they do the B sharps and Barney gets like his Yoko Ono equivalent, and they go into Moe's and she asks for a, a single plum floating in perfume served inside a gentleman's hat. Okay, that's what Roberto okay. Firmino is. Okay, he yeah, is yeah. basically abstract art as, <laughs> as food, whatever that whatever that may be. Uh, in, in, in dinner form, there's no way that he should eat his dinner with a knife and fork. No. He blatantly eats he eats his chicken tikka, which he wouldn't be. It would be chicken tikka. He would eat dinner like I reckon elf eats dinner with like maple syrup on it, and he eats it with chopsticks. Yeah, for the fucking for the shits and giggles. Why not? Um, Sadio Mane, Jake Chicken. Okay, because I don't know, just a bit. It's because he's got a bit of spice to him. Like. A bit of spice, and, and I feel like he's always happy and. I don't know, just something about... Have you, seen miserable, have you ever seen a miserable person eating jerk chicken? You know what I mean? No. Or cooking it. Or cooking it. You know what I mean? Every time I make jerk chicken, I'm happy because I know I'm about to eat it. Sad. I went for a big bag of rainbow drops. Okay. <laughs> nice. That, Again, yeah. it's not possible. Or, like, or a bag of ice gems, whatever you want. Yeah. You know, just not... It's not possible to be sad. Can't while you're eating, while you're, Yeah. Oh, 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mohamed Salah. Full English. It's got everything. I went for a very similar thinking on this. And bear in mind that we had to run this through the uh, the, the racial clearance, yeah. by the way, before anyone fell into horrendous stereotypes. I went Christmas dinner. And listen, yeah. this is not a this is you can keep you can keep Jesus and Mohammed separate. It's got yeah. nothing to do with them. The point is it's whatever the best dinner in you think the best dinner yeah. in the world is, whatever the best dinner is. You go for that, and yeah. that's what Mohammed Salah is for me. The best dinner you can ever have in your entire life. Day to day is a full English, but as your one off. Yeah, well, full. I never eat full Englishes, but when I do, that it's a special thing. So there you go. Shout perfect. If you think you can do better than that, leave us your Liverpool starting eleven as food in the comments. It's below. harder than you think. It is. <laughs> Just go, the trick is to go on gut instinct. Yeah, Don't yeah. second guess. Don't second guess. Um, final question then, Neil David Long. Just been to an eighties weekender. If the whole of the Red Men crew were to go, uh, who would you dress up as? I went as Adamant. So I had to go back and think about what eighties people. I could go as. What year were you born again? Ninety four. Oh wow! Okay. Exactly. So, since you just So yeah. So I've gone Tommy Vercetti, GTA Vice City, okay. because iconic eighties sure. sorted, and Jason Voorhees, Friday the Thirteenth, the first one. Okay. Uh, because it's an easy costume, and I've got the mask already. Sounds <laughs> okay. Why? Because I, I was going to dress up as him for last Halloween. I didn't end up going out. Ah, okay. Sound boss just sat in a room and wore it. Yeah. <laughs> I would murdered a few people wearing it. There you go. Amazing. Bit of webcamming. Um, <laughs> I would go as Michael Knight from Knight Rider. Fair um, but I'd have to have the car. Yeah. If you can't have the car, then all you are basically is a man with a curly wig and a lot of chest hair on show, um, which is fine. Um, you know, we've all been there. Um, so, yeah, it says the rest of the Red Men crew. I want suggestions in the comments below what you think the rest of the Red Men crew would, would, would best be fitting in an 80s themed fancy dress sort of setting. So, obviously, I want Ben, I want Ross, I want Chris, Cy, Stee. And if you think we've got better ones for us, oh God. Um, Comments below, please. It's probably going to be loads of things with masks on for me. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm back up for that. Um, right, brilliant. Yeah, thank you very much, Tom. That's been an absolute pleasure. Thank Excellent. you very much for watching and for listening. If you're listening on a podcasting app, please do drop a five-star review. It all helps. And if you want more from us, from Redmen TV, Redmen Radio, whether it's video, podcast content, and written stuff as well, go to the redmentv.com and sign up for a subscription. As I say, you can try the first month for free. It's an absolute pass. I love what we're doing at the moment. It is so good. There's so much stuff covered and we're only in like light mode at the moment yeah. um, it's kicking up a notch from next week as pre-season really builds up get involved then it's just five pound a month thereafter uh, if you're getting on with it and you're enjoying it let people know in the comments below other than that thank you thank you walk on